podcast where myself and other women discuss the seen and unseen challenges and biases that women and girls face on a daily basis and how women in business are working towards changing this narrative. Hello everyone. Today I am going to be talking to Melanie Moore, who is an EFT expert. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique and um, also creates vision boards and we will be discussing this throughout the podcast. Hello, Melanie. Hi, Alice. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. It's really exciting to be able to talk to you, actually, because as you know, I've been doing your videos and I found them really helpful. And when I first was introduced to EFT, I didn't really understand the concept. And this was like three years ago and I didn't really know what to expect. Now, it actually really resonates with me and it's part of my daily routine. So I just wanted to ask, how did you get into EFT? Yeah, it's interesting. I think anyone who comes across EFT for the first time, me included, kind of think, what the hell is this? Just looks bonkers. And fun enough, I actually first came across it when I did my reflexology training. So this is back in 2009. I trained, I'd already trained as a Reiki practitioner and I was really kind of on my journey to understand about energy healing. And my reflexology tutors, actually, they introduced us to EFT at the time. And fun enough, back then, because I'd heard it was good for things like addictions, my ex-husband was a smoker. So I said to him, I hadn't even tried it myself. I said to my ex-husband, I said, look, there's this weird thing called tapping. I said, do you want to go and give it a go? So he tried it before I ever did. So that's kind of how I came across it. And then, you know, began to hear more about it. You know, we are talking like, gosh, this is 13 years ago now. And at the time, I had really bad hay fever. And I'd always had it since a child, awful, awful hay fever, just used to kind of almost ruin days out in the summer. I was really into kind of alternative health and I was looking for alternative ways to cure the hay fever. Then I came across tapping. I thought, oh my God, it's this tapping thing again. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a go because I hadn't actually tried it myself at that point. So I went to an EFT open evening and I worked on it then. And I was just amazed that in 10 minutes, my symptoms just disappeared. I thought, this is just really weird. You know, this is a physical symptom. And then shortly after that, I tried it again for these monthly migraines I was getting. Whenever my period was due, always like have a like a two day migraine. So I thought, well, if it worked for hay fever, let's give it a go on migraine. So then I did it and, and my migraine just literally disappeared. I didn't need any ibuprofen or anything. I thought, this is just bonkers. And then I just thought, right, I've got to learn more about this. So I then trained to become a practitioner. I was already doing reflexology and Reiki at the time. I had a small practice space from home and I wanted to bring in EFT as well because at the time I was working primarily with women on their fertility journey women who were trying to get pregnant or supporting women through childbirth because I'd had reflexology and Reiki during my pregnancy loved it so much I had to train in it so again same with EFT and then I brought it into my practice and I was just finding it was working so well with my clients particularly anxiety and that's kind of been my dominant thing ever since I've kind of although I love having reflexology and Reiki treatments myself I don't do them anymore I haven't done them for a long time. Yeah, I think tapping is just really powerful. And Mm. especially with my anxiety, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. So I can see like for especially women who are, if you're working with them with their fertility journey and everything, then there's a lot of anxiety in that. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And my sessions used to be like half reflexology, then half EFT. But then I found that the EFT gave people then a tool that they could then use themselves at home. You can, once you've learned it, you can do it yourself. Whereas... (laughs) 
it's not that easy to do a reflexology treatment on yourself yeah I know it, actually someone did do a reflexology treatment on me when I was due to give birth to my youngest mm. and that night my waters broke yeah it's amazing I love reflexology it's fantastic but you know I think energy healing is fascinating there are so many different modalities and I think ultimately if you can find something that really helps you with your emotions with your emotional state to help you feel better then because tapping isn't for everyone but find something that resonates with you and then and just do it regularly definitely and like we said with tapping I think the first couple of times maybe it might feel a bit odd Mm. but actually once you get into that routine of doing it and like you said having the tools to do it yourself Mm. because I'd love to train in it and I did some tapping with my daughter to help her with her fear of dogs because we literally couldn't go anywhere if we were going to go to the park we had to go before people were likely to be walking their dogs yeah it just reached a point where we were at my sister's house she's got a dog and my daughter wouldn't get off the dining table because she was so scared of her but now she's taking dogs on the lead and that's incredible exactly I just feel like it's such a powerful tool and once you've mastered it it's incredible to have that skill yeah and also for anyone who's thinking oh this is a bit we were you know whatever easy jet actually have a two-day fear of flying program and day one is just all tapping they found the most effective thing to help people with the fear of flying is tapping you have to put your hand and say if this isn't woo-woo territory anymore this works EasyJet put their name to it and yeah it is incredible you know I, I did a session with my brother yesterday my brother I sat on the kind of skeptic fence a bit more but I only discovered recently he's got this terrible fear of the dentist and he had to have a tooth extracted yesterday and he said actually Mel he said could you do that tapping thing with me so I did I did a little tapping session with him in the morning and he felt fine going in because he was actually terrible he delayed this appointment three times because he just couldn't go through with it and he did it he said it wasn't that bad and actually he felt that it really really helped him so there you go that was that's from my skeptic brother I think I'll have to do that with my um, daughter as well, because she has to go to the dentist to get a couple of fillings and she's already had some. So she's really scared. Mm. And when we went to the last appointment, she was so upset they wouldn't do it. So I think that if it worked for your brother and he really is on the fence with it all, then it just shows how powerful it is. Exactly. Definitely. You also do vision boards. Um, Mm. I mean, recently I went to a vision board session and did my first ever vision board. And again, people have talked to me about it and I've never really thought about it until that point because I'm not very visual myself. I kind of rely on other people to like my illustrators do the illustrations for the books and knowing what colours go with what and everything. But we know someone who's got this really incredible art studio that my daughters go to. So she hopes it and it was such great fun creating this vision board and also when you're with a group of people you can inspire each other can't you yeah so I started doing vision board workshops a bit less than 10 years ago and alongside my you know fascination with energy and healing and alternative therapies also been a big fan of personal development law of attraction manifesting and you know I read the secret you know not long after it was published and vision boards were made popular in the secret so a lot of people kind of oh what is this vision board thing so I did exactly that I got a few people around and that's kind of how my vision board workshops were born just for a group of people here's some cardboard here's some magazines just you know go stick away and they are they're such fun it's a really fun way to spend an afternoon and so for a long time I had this vision board practice out of my business which was quite small and I kind of really did it for existing clients then I had my therapy side of my business as well but then I don't know about six years ago maybe a bit longer I had this light bulb moment where but why am I not incorporating tapping into the vision boards and I then totally 
completely rebranded my business and my company is called Tapping Into Your Big Vision. And, and that is really what my business is all about now. It's kind of helping people to get excited about a vision for the future. And I talk about the four pillars of the big vision. What's a vision for your health? What's a vision for your abundance, your success, your family, your relationships and your environments as well? So yeah, they're the four pillars. Abundance, so underabundance is also work. Relationships, environments and health. So they're the four pillars. And I think when each of those four pillars are like a 10 out of 10, or you're working your way towards making a 10 out of 10, that's kind of what the big vision is all about. You know, when I talk about the big vision, but the tapping really helps with the vision boarding process. Because firstly, a lot of people kind of don't, and this is me included back then, don't really, really think about what their heart and soul truly desire when it comes to what goes onto a vision board. Because, you know, what I used to do is, you know, I put my dream home on it. I put my kitchen, I put, you know, all sorts of material things I wanted, but, you know, I've come to realize now that what we want to manifest now are feelings. That's ultimately what we want, because we know that there's plenty of celebrities, loads of rich people out there who have all the material things. They still don't have the happiness. They don't have the joy. They still end up, you know, committing suicide. You know, why is that? It's because it's really, it's not the things we want, it's experiences and it's the feelings that we are after. And obviously emotional freedom technique is all about your emotions. So the thing that kind of go hand in hand with this is our limiting beliefs, you know, what is it that's causing us to not feel great? It's the narrative that's running in our head. It's the fears. It's the anxiety. It's a worry about the future. It's all the stuff that could go wrong. And this ends up being the record that we play in our head, which makes us feel a bit crap. But if we want to feel better, we just have to tell ourselves a different story. And I think that's where my zone of genius has, I think, you know, after all my work, everything I've learned, that's kind of where it's brought it. I love to create tapping scripts that help people to rewrite stories, to empower themselves so that they feel better and when you're feeling better that's when you can manifest the things that you want in life sorry that's a bit of a long-winded does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense and I know for you you're very focused on the words that we used that we use and I I have had a tendency throughout my life to say things like can't and won't and or you know I can't do this now or I won't do this or Mm. someone picked me up on it recently I said oh you know this will happen when the time's right and they said you know there's no such thing as time really it just when you focus on what you want what you desire and you use the correct words positive words then you can help remove those blockages and actually that's really helped me to see that I was using language that wasn't helpful to my own vision Mm, yeah yeah words are so powerful there was a kind of she was an early new thought writer so this is kind of like there were people who were writing about things like the law of attraction before the secret was even published you know in the 1940s 50s and even earlier than that and one of these writers was Florence Scovel Shin and she wrote a book called Your Word is Your Wand and if you think about it like what are wands they're like we create magic with them and our words can literally they are the creation tools of our existence really and you have to be so careful about the words that you know just before we started recording I don't know I know this is audio but I'm wearing this top it says love on it now love is such a high vibrational word when we think about emotions it's at the top there it's the top feeling emotion that we're striving towards you know we want to be in a place of love and appreciation and gratitude so love is like quite a high vibe so I even think about 
about the you know the words that are attached to me and if there were some studies done by a Japanese scientist called Masarao Emoto E-M-O-T-O and if you can search up YouTube videos and he talks about the power that words had when they were taped to bottles of water because words can actually imprint have an energetic they have a vibration and they can energetically imprint what they attach themselves to so he was taping words like love and gratitude to these bottles of water it's fascinating you've got to, you know have you seen this Alice no I haven't seen yeah, it yeah just check go check it out it's fascinating and then he froze the water and then he studied the microscopic crystals of water under a microscope then he did the same with words just hate and shame and fear and you know low vibratory emotions which again the words have an energetic frequency and he froze those water droplets and you can see that the ice crystals which were made from the bottles of water that had the high vibe words on it made beautiful ice crystals perfect symmetry you know just gorgeous like perfect beautiful crystals but the words with the low vibe words attached to them were all misshapen they didn't form proper ice crystals it's just bizarre just one of my amazing things I've ever seen and us as human beings we are we're between 60 and 70 percent water so the words that we use about ourselves the words we you know the words we speak are important but even more important the words we use towards ourselves because we're literally programming ourselves for the sort of lives that we create and those words they kind of come in three ways they are the thoughts the words we are thinking we have slightly less control over those if we're not aware because those thoughts can spiral out of control we can start getting ourselves all sorts of rabbit holes with you know negative thinking and then there's the words that we speak which again some people have really no control over those words you know they just say you know without even consciously being aware of how powerful those words are and then there's words that we write we can do some you know conscious journaling we can you know really write out well what's my ideal day look like write out powerful affirmations and it's these words that create our feelings so the way you're feeling it's just a result of the thoughts that you're thinking. So if you're not thinking great thoughts, you're not going to be feeling good. And if you're thinking about all the things you don't want, you're going to not feel good. If you're going to be thinking about the things you're worried about, you're not going to feel good. But then when you can start to catch yourself, and this becomes, and I had to say, you know, I've not always been this way. You know, when I was like a teenager in my 20s, I was the world's worst worrier. I would lay awake all night worrying about things that never happened. <laughs> I was always worried. And, and again, even recently, you know, my son passed his driving test recently. I felt that old thought pattern creeping back again because I was just worried about being out on the road. And I thought, I've had to really catch myself quicker this time thinking, gosh, when I'm worrying, I'm just thinking about the things that I don't want. I'm thinking about just really these disastrous scenarios in my head. And so then I do some tapping. I just let go of my worry. And instead, I just, you know, just trust that he's safe. And of course, you know, speak to him about, you know, being safe as well. And, you know, just trust that he's protected and looked after you know then I'll just take my thought off it entirely I'll go and focus on something else I will focus on my work or think about something that is in my control because our worries can really get quite out of hand sometimes but it's just bringing awareness to it recognizing and then interrupting that pattern with either some tapping or with doing something completely different to take your mind off those negative thought patterns they say that with nightmares don't they if you have a nightmare to get out of the room and do something else and then when you go back to sleep that thought or that mm. memory of the nightmare has gone yeah. so I think it's the same because I've also been a big worrier in my life and had really bad anxiety I mean I got told once that I had hyper anxiety because I was so mm. I was really unwell uh, one summer and I ended up having some counseling and then I got told that I was like a rabbit in the headlights because I was just mm. 
so worried about everything all the time and actually now I'm able to rein it in a lot quicker Mm. and not let it spiral I would just lie awake worrying getting into cold sweats just thinking the worst case scenario all the time and and sometimes I still do especially when it comes to health things I'm just thinking oh you know what happens if this happens or what happens if that happens Mm. and I mean I'm sure that you know the percentage of anxieties and worries that we have the percentage that actually come true and the ones that don't pretty low (laughs) yeah exactly I can't remember what the actual percentage is but I just know that we just have so many thoughts in our heads Mm. and I'm just really focusing on having much more positive thoughts and I really need to work on this with my husband as well because he is using the word can't a lot and I don't know if that's just because I have really been stopping myself using it and now I'm probably noticing it yeah and things like we would love a camper van and to move into a bigger home it's just kind of putting that out there that energy out there and and he keeps saying can't about it and I just want to help him see that actually if he's saying that then Mm. it is less likely to manifest in the time that we would like it so yeah it's just the power of words is incredible yeah well it's Henry Ford a really famous quote he said whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you are right (laughs) and it's you know so simple and it's so true so when you think about things that you want let's say for example you want a camper van and it's very easy to say you know can't afford it but if you really really want something and of course there are things that I want in my life that my bank balance and the thing I want aren't quite a vibrational match yet (laughs) but then I have to say to myself okay what do I need so for example I'd say for you Alice I'd say okay how can I afford a camper van what can I do to bring a camper van into my life how can I get the money that I need to get a camper van if I share my Disneyland story quickly yeah, um, fine, yeah. okay because this is a really good example of exactly that time in my life when I really really wanted to take my children to Disneyland in Florida because my daughter she was about eight years old at the time and a couple of her friends had gone to Disneyland and she was like mommy I really want to go to Disneyland it's funny because it took me back to when I was younger and I remember wanting to go to Disneyland and I remember saying to my mom oh can we go to Disneyland and my mom would say oh, can't afford it I'd love you to go but can't afford it and she actually said can't afford it and I was like oh that was that and I heard that a few times when when I was younger I remember really wanting a cabbage patch doll they'd say you know can't afford it so I remember hearing that and it's just when you say the words I can't afford it it's like you've shut the doors to any possibility of that thing coming into your life and I remember so when my daughter said really really want to go to Disneyland I said to her and I was conscious I said look I knew I couldn't afford it but I didn't say that to her I said look um sweetheart I said I don't know when we're gonna go but one day we will go to Disneyland I promise you one day we'll go but in the meantime let's make a vision board let's plan the trip in advance you know all the places you're going to go you know what you want to see what you want to do and she did she got there she she had a great afternoon you know we both did we got some travel brochures and got some pictures off the internet and she'd cut all these pictures of mickey mouse she even put down waffles because she thought oh everyone in america has waffles for breakfast and she goes i want to have waffles for breakfast and pancakes and she'd have all these pictures on the vision board and she made it double-sided and that was that and i said look i said we've done it now and for the whole of that year i was obsessed with how can i make disneyland happen it was literally my dominant thought. And of course, being an irrational adult, there is still a part of me that is a rational adult, I would focus on my work. How can I bring enough income into my life so that on Christmas, my plan was on Christmas Day, I would have the tickets. I would say, kids, we're going to Disneyland next year. This is your Christmas present. Anyway, unfortunately, it kind of coincided with the year when um, my marriage ended as well. So things were pretty grim. You know, they weren't great. Certainly, we were not in a position as a family to be booking a holiday. I contemplated.
contemplated for a little while putting on a credit card, but that didn't seem very responsible. So it was a constant thought. And, you know, and I'd get my daughter to visualize being a designer, get to watch YouTube videos. Anyway, to cut long story short, it got to about nearly Christmas and I was nowhere near my income goals. And I thought, well, I just can't see how this is going to happen. I kind of just let it go. I thought it's not happening. I can't book it. And I wish I'd kind of this sooner because I was kind of almost obsessed about it. The letting go process is really important. Get super clear on what you want. Do whatever you need to do to kind of get there, but then just let it go. You've made the vision board, you let it go. And every so often I would kind of take some action because I was kind of still telling the universe, be looking up, by pricing it up online. And then on January the 4th, I think this was 2016, I had a phone call from Disney head office and they rang me and they said, you've won an all expenses trip to Disneyland, Orlando, you know, your flights, your accommodation. I was like, oh my God. I'd entered a prize draw at Clark's shoe shop. You know, I'd seen it and thought my Mickey radar were on high alert, anything Mickey related. I was like, yes, competition. Of course, I'm going to enter it. Build up my name, address, didn't give it a second, but popped it in the box and I won first prize. And I 100% believe I manifested because of all the competitions I could have entered in that one year in those time frames. literally I let go probably mid-December and on the 4th of January, I'd won the competition. It was, you know, I want to say unbelievable, but I'd manifested it. I'd put it out there. And I kind of want to say that's a unique story in my life, but there are so many things that I've manifested using that process. And it's to do with the vision. It's to do with letting go. And I've kind of refined it even more now. And that's kind of what the vision boarding is kind of all about now. It's more than just putting pictures on a piece of cardboard. There are other things that we have to do to make sure that we are vibrational match. And and I feel that I did that in relatively quick time. It was nine months, I think, from making the vision board to make it happen. But I know that we trip ourselves up a lot of the way in stopping these things from happening. So yeah, Alice, I really kind of think, yeah, is the camper van something you really would love to manifest? And I would spend a little bit of time, you know, every day thinking, how can I bring a camper van into my life? What can I do to manifest? And and here's the thing, I put your vision, I put the focus on a camper van rather than say, I don't know, the 30 grand it would cost a bike. I don't know how much camper vans cost, you know, rather than focusing, it's going to cost 30 grand to buy a camper van, put the focus on the camper van itself, because there are so many ways that camper van could come to you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have to part with 30 or 40 grand to have that camper van. You know, I manifested my Range Rover that way because I was thinking, oh God, I really, really want a Range Rover, but it's going to cost you though 40, 50 grand. I thought, well, it's just stupid to spend that much money on a car. I got it, but I didn't have to part with that money in one go. You know, I ended up, there's other ways my dream car came into my life. How I manifested my partner, being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, winning 20,000 pounds. You know, there is lots and lots of magical things that I've, and I continue to manifest into my life when I focus on what I really, really want. And and I just let go of, well, how's it going to happen? I let go of, oh, it's never going to happen. It's just unrealistic. I just don't think about any of that. And then I allow it to come, you know, in other ways. So I hope that gets you your camper van really quickly. Well, funny enough, it is on my vision board and I haven't put any cost or anything. I just, in the magazine, saw two, uh, um, one of them's a Volkswagen one and another one that I liked the idea of. So I just put them on my vision board. My husband's been watching like YouTube videos of people with their camp fans. We've joined some Facebook groups mm. and yeah, we did, we talk about it and what we would like and the girls talk about it and it is really powerful. And I have to say, I agree with you about the manifesting because like you said, you manifested me 
meeting your partner. I feel 100% that I manifested meeting Will. And actually, at the time, I was in a really low place. It was the time when I was talking about that I had hyper anxiety and was like a rabbit in the headlights. I was very much a shell of myself, basically. And I was just in the situation where I kind of thought, oh, you know, I'm kind of over relationships. I just want to be on my own for a while. I, at the time, felt like I just wanted to have loads of cats because I love cats. And then I went to the cinema with my old housemate and Will's current housemate. And we went back to his place for a cup of tea because my housemate was trying to set me up with Will's housemate. And then Will came in and that was that. That was 14 years ago. And we are really happy together. And I feel like I always wanted that type of relationship that was really easy. And we just genuinely have a laugh together. We support each other. And I just felt like definitely because that's what I really, truly wanted. That's what I got. And it's the same with having my girls. I really wanted girls and they were both planned. And I was like, I I came home one day and I just said to Will, I want a baby. And he was a bit blown away about it all. (laughs) Two months later, I was pregnant and I was like, yeah, it, it was completely meant to be. And also having them gave me that confidence to then do what I'm doing now. And I feel like I can manifest these things. And it sometimes can feel a bit frustrating if it takes longer than you would like. But at the same time, you know, this podcast as well, for example, like that even a year ago, I would never really have thought that it was going to take off like this. I just feel like I've met so many incredible women who have wanted to be interviewed. And like yourself, you know, I think we met in the real life club. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I'm really thankful that you were brought into my life and I've been able to come along to some of your sessions and do your your videos and everything because they've literally been life-changing to me that's really amazing to hear thank you so much for sharing that and and yeah and I do believe that we you know just like manifesting experiences you know the big things we manifest the right people into our life at the right time as well people who are going to help us on our journey and we are all connected anyway yeah and I think this kind of work what you're doing it creates ripple effects out into the world it helps uplift others and when you can uplift others and give inspiration, hope and encouragement, you know, to share just how you've kind of gone from really being hyper anxious to, you know, launching your own podcast. You know, that's amazing. Not many hyper anxious people would have the courage to do something like that. And I hope that you do a podcast episode yourself, you know, just on that journey, how you came to where you are today, because I think so many people really, and I think in these current times, so many people are suffering with a lot of mental health issues, hyper anxiety. Past two, three years has been devastating for a lot of people kids having to deal with lockdown and I think this is something that's going to be really really helpful for a lot of people in the near future that people do need encouragement and hope and inspiration at this time because I think for a lot of people you know we've been through that I had really low periods in my life and it was all the people that I was connected with the books I read the people who inspired me have kind of brought me to where I am and hopefully you know your podcast will help people on their journey too yeah definitely that's what I want my whole mission in life I think is to help particularly women and girls feel much more confident in themselves and and happy with themselves and I want to say nothing about manifesting so uh, Cheryl who's my illustrator and also edits the podcast I met her because I was talking to her sister-in-law about wanting to write children's books and I said oh I'd really like to make these children's books but at the moment I'm not in a position to pay anybody so I'm not sure how I'm going to get an illustrator and she said oh my sister-in-law is an amazing illustrator 
administrator or put you in touch. And so she gave me her number and it took me about a month to build up my courage to message her. But it was December 2017 that I finally plucked up the courage to actually message her. And she just said, oh, yeah, send me over what you've written and I'll see what I think. And it's just gone on from there. And we both created the Girls Love To series together and we just work really well together. We have a very similar sense of humour and it's been an incredible partnership and and also building that friendship as well and my eldest daughter also really gets on with Cheryl's husband too and they have a beautiful friendship and it's really nice to kind of have those connections and so yeah I just feel really thankful that I was able to say how I felt to my friends and then as a consequence get on this journey that I'm on now and be where I am now because there's not many people that you can message randomly saying can you do me an illustration of the poo chart can you do me an illustration of girls farting you know just things like that that it really takes a special connection to be able to do that with somebody I think Mm, yeah oh that's lovely yeah it's their books you know they're an amazing manifestation something that you've created and it's it's wonderful how when we kind of look backwards say yeah that's how it happened when I met that person and that person and that event led to that thing it's all connected and yeah I, I love looking at how things happen it's hard to see the vision forward sometimes but I think it's Steve Jobs who said it's much easier to connect the dots going backwards definitely and sometimes you know when you feel like you're not really getting anywhere and you have put so much work and so much effort into everything and maybe things aren't going quite according to plan when I look back and I just think how far I've come over the last five years and how many incredible people I've met especially with all the networking and everything it's been phenomenal and I'm really thankful that I've chosen this life path yes yes it's the journey continues it's like so much more that's why I think having the vision is so important and it's not about just making one vision board I probably start a vision board from scratch probably every couple of years and sometimes it's kind of building on from an old one and I might take and then sometimes actually I don't resonate with that vision anymore and then sometimes the vision's just focused on a particular theme or particular pillar and you know 15 years ago my vision was just to leave my corporate career stay at home with my children and start a small business that was my big vision you know I think that happens I'm I don't need anything else I am happy but of course you know my children grow up they're not gonna say babies forever they're like teenagers now and it's just the evolution of your life and so okay it's what do I want now because we change we shift we evolve we get older our interests change how we want to spend our time changes and we move with that so it's always about you know readjusting the vision for what we want as well but always having that vision that pulls us forward that you know that makes us you know it's a bit of a cliche that makes us want to leap out of bed and take action and if you're not feeling particularly inspired I'm well aware a lot of people are like they don't have any hope for the future at the moment they don't have any bark or they've lost their joy they've lost their motivation I'm well aware that the people are feeling that way and you know back to tapping tapping can really help for that as well funny enough yesterday I really felt that there are a lot of people struggling right now and I thought okay I'm all for yes let's raise our vibe let's manifest but if you can't see if you can't physically get yourself out of bed if you have no hope for the future you're not going to do a round of tapping to like woo, let's start manifesting yeah it's just not going to happen there's a big gap so I literally just did a tapping video yesterday you know tapping just to feel a bit hopeful you know when you go from feeling hopeless to having a little bit of hope you can then just take some baby action steps and do some small things that will create some positive change in your life and you just move up the emotional ladder bit by bit so I don't want people to be kind of listening to thinking oh my god I feel so crap right now and here she is talking about manifesting trips to Disneyland 
around, you know, I can't even get out of bed today. There is a tapping video for wherever you are at any stage in your life. And, you know, if just having a vision is just like, you know, that I can get out of bed, get dressed and get washed, you know, that is a great big vision to have if you're not feeling there. So, you know, I want to just acknowledge that people are in all places at the moment. And there is a tapping script that will help you even, you know, shift a tiny bit to feel a bit more hopeful and a bit more positive. And I think that so many people have been in that situation as well. And Mm. it's really important to acknowledge and remember that and having that support out there. I mean, when I was at my lowest, I could have really done with that myself. So I think it's brilliant that you've created all these scripts and they're available on YouTube and people can just access them and have that light. It's a big light for me, just kind of knowing that there's people who understand Mm. and aren't going to judge as well, because still it's such a stigma, anything to do with mental or emotional health just knowing that people are talking about it so that they don't feel like they're the only ones who are going through that Mm, definitely so yeah um I think it's amazing what you're doing and congratulations on the podcast (laughs) thank you and thank you for coming on today it's been really wonderful to chat to you my pleasure lovely thank you Alice thanks for having me Thank you for listening to this episode of the Farting Feminist Podcast. My mission is to encourage all girls and women to know how incredible they truly are. You can find out more about the work I'm doing at www.aliceclaverstories.com. Please don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family.